KOVE 1330 AM 107.7 FM. It's the Today in the 10 Morning Show, and we're pleased to welcome meteorologists, retired meteorologists from the National Weather Service, now with County10.com. Mr. Dave Lipson is with us. Dave, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jared. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for being here. We uh, always appreciate your weather updates, but it's nice to have you in studio so we can chat a little bit more. It's been a very interesting weather year. We're coming off of that historic winter into a very wet spring and summer. So uh, now that we've transitioned from July to August, I thought it would be a good time to bring you on and kind of recap what's happened so far this summer. It sure has been an interesting year. We had a lot of snow in the wintertime, and I think that had some influence on all the thunderstorms that people have noticed we've had over the spring and summer. We uh, we had a lot of uh, green up and a lot of evapotranspiration um, resulting from that, which is feeding the atmosphere. Uh, the thunderstorms we've been getting uh, this spring and summer, a lot of it had to do with the fact, at least earlier in the summer, we had that persistent trough over the Pacific coast and uh, with a high pressure ridge to our east. And so we were in that southwest flow that would stream, and a lot of uh, Pacific moisture would stream up from the southwest, and the air mass was very unstable. And we got quite a bit of thunderstorm activity and not just here but all at least up and down the northern half of the rockies colorado they've been getting tremendous hail storms uh, as we have as well uh, some of you guys might have heard about the uh, the, the tremendous hail storm that occurred at uh, red rocks people got caught in a tremendous hail storm at that amphitheater uh, and you had to really fight your way to get uh, protection from uh, getting hit in the noggin with a with a hailstone. Jeez. But anyway, yeah, I thought I'd uh, recap the the month of July. But I at first first I also wanted to uh, point out some other highlights. Uh, you you guys might remember. Well, a lot of people don't know about this particular event. May twenty sixth, um, we were already starting to get into that large hail. Um, on Gas Hills Road east of Riverton at mile marker 5, not that far from town, uh, we recorded one-inch diameter hail, and then two miles farther east from there, the, the hail was an inch and a quarter in diameter. And, and this was east of town, although the Riverton area did get a, a pr pretty good thunderstorm that day. A lot of people don't know about that because it, it occurred in a remote area. Now, July, June 7th, June 7th, a lot of people might remember that one. We had a tremendous amount of lightning from a thunderstorm that made its way from Beaver Rim, and it tracked northwest toward Riverton. There was a lot of lightning, and a lightning bolt scorched a tree uh, at the uh, Aspen Park Elementary School uh, on the east side of town. And let's see, this, so that was June... 20, that was June 7th. That was June 7th. Then June 23rd, a lot of people will remember this one, especially if you live along or east of Federal. Uh, the east half of Riverton got two-inch diameter hail, and a lot of vehicles had damage from that hail. And uh, right along Federal, the, the hail seemed to be about an inch and a half in diameter, but as you went east... Uh, much larger hail, 2-inch hail, 1.75-inch hail was pretty common. And on the east side of Federal Boulevard, um, one and a quarter inch hail was, was common. 
oftentimes when you get large hail like that, it does not usually encompass a very large area. It's very localized. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about July. July 3rd. That's when we had our 66-mile-per-hour wind clocked at Lander. Uh, I was on Blue Sky Highway storm chasing. I measured the very same uh, wind speed with my handheld anemometer, 66 miles per hour. Uh, the Riverton Airport reported a 64-mile-an-hour wind gust. This was a, a thunderstorm, a squall line that came through. And uh, it seemed like at least the core, one of the cores of this storm uh, nailed an area between Kinnear and pavilion and made a beeline toward ocean lake and really churned the waves up over there there was a little bit of small hail with that there was some tree damage in town and a lot of branches down with that one that was july 3rd day before the 4th july 4th uh the the actual independence day july 4th uh you might remember we had a cold front come through after that thunderstorm the day before and it was a chilly day with a north wind, low clouds. Not the kind of a day you would you may normally associate with the July 4th. Although, uh, stranger things have happened. We've had snow flurries on July 4th in Lander one year. <laughs> Don't remember exactly what year that was, but people talk about it a lot. I'm glad there was no snow, but it was definitely one of the colder 4ths I can remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't often think of July 4th as, you know, you don't wish for uh, a white July 4th. <laughs> And then, uh, let's see, two days later, we had a 58-mile-per-hour, excuse me, a 58-mile-per-hour outflow wind from, uh, that was recorded at the the airport. It was a north wind that was caused by an outflow from uh, thunderstorms on the other side of the Owl Creek Mountains in the Bighorn Basin. And that outflow actually survived the trek up and over the Owl Creek Mountains. Um. And by, and by the way, that was the same day I was out in uh, Natrona County uh, witnessing two hailstorms uh, within four hours of each other that produced uh, one and a half to two inch hail. Actually, one and a half to uh, one and three quarter inch hail. But here we had the strong winds. Okay, July 8th, uh, just two days after that occurred. Uh, the lander had a pretty good downpour that day. Don't remember exactly, not sure how much rain actually fell at the airport. Didn't, not much happen in Riverton, but lander did have a pretty good downpour on the 8th of July. July 14th, um, let's see, hardly any rain fell in Riverton that day. The airport had a couple of drops and that, that was it. But that was the day, it was just nine days ago, um, or let me make sure that's the correct. Let's see, no, okay, I, I okay, I'm thinking of a different storm. July 14th, July 14th. That was during the balloon rally. Hardly any rain in Riverton. Maybe a few drops, but if you drove out toward Morton around Pilot Butte Reservoir, whole different story. They had 1.3 to 1.75 inch diameter hail up there a thunderstorm developed right overhead in that area and then it's drifted south and slammed through the uh, the reservation wind river indian reservation uh, with pretty good hail and if you were in riverton and didn't you know a lot of people i'm sure weren't aware of that 
But here in Riverton, it was mainly hot and dry. The car show went on. The parade, uh, you know, it, it, the parade was not hindered at all by the weather. So, uh, again, that's pretty common with uh, these summer thunderstorms. Some areas get nailed and other areas don't see a drop. And then uh, July 16th, we had some smoke in the air from Canadian fires. Uh, July 21st, we had, uh, again, this is another situation where if you hung out in Riverton all day, you probably wouldn't have been aware. But we had training thunderstorms, meaning a parade of thunderstorms, one after another, all in a line. And uh, they, they were uh, training from north of Pavilion southeast toward Boysen Reservoir and just grazing Shoshone just to the north and east of town. And it was almost like these uh, snow bands that we get in the wintertime, kind of taking the same track where you get these winds that funnel through areas like the Wind River Canyon, Blondie Pass, Mexican Pass. And when they funnel through these canyons and the winds converge, uh, once they uh, funnel th- south of the constriction that they're uh, accelerating through, you get these areas of convergence between these canyons and a piling up of air, and the air has nowhere to go but up, and you get cooling, condensing, and clouds forming, and you get favored areas of thunderstorm development. And I believe that could have been a uh, contribution as to why uh, we had those training thunderstorms that day and what they were doing what you get you would get like a brief period of heavy rain maybe a little bit of hail with each one of these cells and some lightning not tremendous thunderstorms just one after the other and this went on for a few hours primarily uh, north and northeast of town but here in Riverton nothing really happened that day uh, July and oh, and by the way, I counted nine distinct thunderstorm cells that day, July 21st. July 23rd, um, let's see, thunderstorms, we had thunderstorms with vivid lightning to the northeast, north and east of town. Uh, people in Riverton might have noticed a very bright rainbow off to the east, and usually they are off to the east late in the day. But we had some pretty good thunderstorms that nailed an area around Hidden Valley, uh, also uh, Bass Lake Road north of town, and then those storms drifted southeast toward, again, Gas Hills Road. They've really been getting nailed in that area this summer. But here in town, not much of anything. Uh, July 24th. That was an interesting storm. You could see a, a tremendous microburst uh, over the reservation, uh, kind of west and south, mainly west of town. And then that storm, it tracked northeast, uh, just missed the airport. It really nailed an area from the reservation up through the Buckhorn F- Flats and up into the Lost Wells Butte subdivision. Uh, there was one report of a half inch of rain in just a, maybe 15 or 20 minutes at Lost Wells Butte subdivision. There was standing water on the road. Uh, there's, there, there was uh, rumors of a, an either a barn collapsing or a roof coming off a, a barn. Jeez. Um, a lot of standing water up there. Uh, there. There was a small tree that was down adjacent to uh, Buckhorn Flats Road, but 
and and as and I drove, I chased that storm. As a matter of fact, I live at Buckhorn Flats, and I measured 0.31 inches on the edge of that storm. And as I was approaching that storm, you could just see a curtain of white, almost like snow. There was some pea-sized hail with that, but there was a very sharp delineation between where there's hardly any rain at all and very heavy rain. Of course, cars were pulled over to the side. It definitely uh, caught people's attention. That was July... Uh, that was July 24th. And then just two days later, we had a, a different type of a thunderstorm move through. This was a high-based uh, storm that had a lot of wind with it, not much rain, and there was some lightning with it. It was a big wind storm. Uh, the Lander Airport clocked a gust of 74 miles per hour. We had a 66-mile-per-hour gust in Riverton. Uh, right around the time the warning for that storm was issued, uh, some, there was a report of a 60-mile-per-hour wind wind gust. Uh, I believe that was on the the north fork of the Paposia River. Someone that lived there had reported a 60-mile-an-hour-plus wind gust there as well. Then, uh, let's see, July 27th, uh, we had pea-sized hail south of town, heavy rain in town. Um, there was a report of a uh, pretty good uh, blast of wind, probably from a microburst, on the you know just west of town on July 27th, and just two days later, on June on July 29th, uh, there were thunderstorms east of town. You could see some vivid cloudy ground lightning strikes, but not necessarily in town. The very next day, uh, July 30th, we had a thunderstorm in Riverton, but it wasn't, it was just a garden variety thunderstorm. They, although the cluster of storms that, that were affecting the Riverton area on the 30th, they grew and became pretty strong, much stronger by the time they got to Casper, the Casper area, just north of Casper and other parts of Natrona County. July 31st, uh, that's when uh, we started, we began to feel effects of this monsoon that's, uh, that we're actually living through right now. Uh, monsoon thunderstorms are uh, they're kind of a different animal than your normal day-to-day afternoon and evening thunderstorms. They occur when you get, the, uh, you, you get thunderstorms that form over the Mexican mountains, and you get the stream of monsoon moisture, very moist air, that streams north through Arizona, New Mexico, maybe Las Vegas, uh, through Utah, Colorado, and then, uh, and then sometimes this far north up here into Wyoming. And uh, thunderstorms from a monsoon flow can occur any time of the day, day or night. You might get a favored window of opportunity like late in the day, afternoon and evening when you have the most unstable air, but they can occur day or night. And uh, that's what's happening right now. We had rain overnight last night. Shoshone got quite a bit of rain, as did uh, one section of Burma Road, uh, not too far from uh, Missouri Valley Road. And so that's what we're going to be dealing with for the next couple of days, uh, today especially, and also tomorrow. Now, monsoon thunderstorms are kind of hard to predict. One of the reasons is, even like right now, if you look out the window, it's pretty cloudy and cool. If you get a lot of moisture in the mid and upper levels, uh, say from maybe thunderstorms from the previous day, just leftover moisture in the upper levels, that'll hinder the warmth from the sun, which tends to heat the, sur- the Earth's surface in the lower atmosphere and, and then 
destabilizes the air mass, which creates thunderstorms. So you have to kind of be aware of the cloudiness that you're having or and anticipating when timing these storms, which can be kind of tricky. So today we have a potential for locally heavy rainfall, but it looks like the storm should be trucking along at about 20 miles per hour. So if we do get any locally heavy rain, there's a good chance that it won't linger. These uh, storms that will be carrying all this moisture will be moving along and taking the rain with it. Plus the clouds, like I just mentioned, that could, you know, uh, hinder any thunderstorm development while it's cloudy and cool. And so we expect that to be the case today. Tomorrow, a lot of this moisture, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, a lot of this moisture will kind of be shifted to the north half of Wyoming, and we might be in the southern edge of any potentially uh, potential heavy rainfall. So there you go. That's our uh, recap for uh, July and uh, some interesting things here. Um, the warmest day we had in July were occurred both on the 23rd and the 24th, 95 degrees at the airport. Probably a little warmer than that in town, uh, but that's what we recorded at the airport. Uh, believe it or not, <clears throat> uh, I was kind of surprised when I read this. The airport only had 0.43 inches of rain for the entire month of July. And a lot of areas around Riverton received much more than that in just a few minutes from thunderstorms. And that storm I was telling you about uh, from nine days ago when we had that microburst at Lost Wells Butte subdivision, someone up in that area recorded a half inch of rain in about 15 or 20 minutes, which is more than what the airport got in the entire month of July. That's crazy. So that's, that's a stark example of how thunderstorms can really uh, do uh, some incredible... Um, you'll have some incredible elements with these thunderstorms in one area and it's a couple miles away, hardly anything at all. So we've got this monsoonal moisture coming in. I know a lot of people are thinking outdoor plans. The fair is going on. Uh, check out the weather forecast before you go and plan your outdoor activities. Dave will keep you up to date on the radio and at county10.com. Uh, are we going to snap out of this in these cooler temperatures or are they here to stay in August? Well, it's going to stay uh, relatively cool, not just through the week, but also through the weekend. Um, the monsoon threat will decrease, say, by Friday, but we're still looking at uh, there's still going to be enough moisture and instability with that low pressure center nearby, near enough to us as it exits off to the east. We're still going to be uh, having the threat of scattered thunderstorms, uh, probably more so in the afternoon on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, the night, the good news is it won't be scorching hot. It'll be pleasantly cool like it is right now. All right. Dave, we uh, appreciate it as always. A fantastic look back at a lot of weather events here. We recapped that long, harsh winter and now an interesting summer as well. Uh, if you missed part of this conversation, we'll archive it under the County 10 podcast so you can go through again all of Dave's great information. But again, daily updates right here every single day. Dave's got you covered with weather reports on this radio station. Dave, thank you again. Have a great weekend. I'm sure you'll be out there chasing some storms, but uh, in, enjoy the, the monsoonal moisture.
Oh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to the storm chasing like I always am, and also we'll try to fit in a wedding this weekend as well. Nice. Very good. Amongst and around the thunderstorms. Yeah, hopefully uh, not impacted by the weather, but Dave, appreciate you stopping by this morning. You bet.